gone. Perhaps there are many ways to answer this. One comes clearest in Greek. The Greek word eros denotes want, lack, desire for that which is missing. The lover wants what he does not have. It is by definition impossible for him to have what he wants if, as soon as it is had, it is no longer wanting. This is more than wordplay. There is a dilemma within Eros that has been thought crucial by thinkers from Sappho to the present day. Plato turns and returns to it. Four of his dialogues explore what it means to say that desire can only be for what is lacking, not at hand, not present, not in one's possession, nor in one's being. As Diotima puts it in the symposium, Eros is a bastard got by wealth on poverty and ever at home in a life of want. Hunger is the analogue chosen by Simone Weil for this conundrum. Quote, All our desires are contradictory, like the desire for food. I want the person I love to love me. If he is, however, totally devoted to me, he does not exist any longer and I cease to love him. And as long as he is not totally devoted to me, he does not love me enough. Hunger and repletion. Emily Dickinson puts the case more pertly in I Had Been Hungry. Quote, so I found that hunger was a way of persons outside windows that entering takes away. Petrarch interprets the problem in terms of the ancient physiology of fire and ice. I know to follow while I flee my fire. I freeze when present, when absence hot is my desire. Sartre has less patience with the contradictory ideal of desire. This dupery, he calls it. He sees in erotic relations a system of infinite reflections, a deceiving mirror game that carries within itself its own frustration. For Simone de Beauvoir, the game is torture. Quote, the night departing for new adventures offends his lady, yet she has nothing but contempt for him if he remains at her feet. This is the torture of impossible love. Jacques Lacan put the matter somewhat more enigmatically when he said, Desire evokes lack of being under the three figures of the nothing that constitutes the basis of the demand for love, of the hate that even denies the other's being, and of the unspeakable element in that which is ignored in its request. It would seem that these various voices are pursuing a common perception. All human desire is poised on an axis of paradox. Absence and presence, its poles, love and hate, its motive, energies. Let us return once more to the poem of Sappho with which we began. This fragment, as it is preserved in the text and scolia of Hephaestion, is followed without a break by two lines in the same meter, which may be from the same poem. Quote, Attis, your care for me stirred hatred in you, and you flew to Andromeda. Whoever desires what is not gone, no one. The Greeks were clear on this, and they invented Eros to express it.